I have been working on the great file movement. So I figured, okay, what the heck, it's time for me to go ahead and do a podcast because I've got all these modeling pictures I've got to move from my one flash drive that's been really glitchy and has about a tetrabyte to another one that has double the space and doesn't seem to be as glitchy. Also not something that I got you know, very early on after I'd gotten thrown out in the street and basically needed an external hard drive badly. So anyhow, it's kind of been interesting as I'm going through my photos because first I had transferred my videos. That was something that was a long ass ordeal. Then I was doing music, which also took a long time, but it's like, okay, I've got a time pressure on that because I'm going to be going on trips. So want to be able to have music I can try to get on my iPod so I can do my customized playlists and I can go and travel and have the things I want to do and kind of curate my music, right? So then I've been doing pictures and I'm like, wow, moving most of these pictures took a lot less time than trying to move the music files. Because basically you're sitting there and it's telling you the percentage and you're figuring out, okay, when the heck are we getting to 100% and getting it complete? So it feels really tedious and it's like so boring, but I've been looking at the pictures and I'm like, my God, it's like a chronicle of my life. Seriously, you'd see so many of my pictures and places I've gone and things I've done and some of the pictures I've taken and it's like, wow, some of these to me feel artistic. And in fact, I do take pictures at random at times in the city. I take pictures of things in the subway. I take pictures as I'm walking around. And the things I find art in are not necessarily things everybody else finds art in. In fact, I got in a massive fight with the last guy I dated because he seemed to have an attitude about what I constituted as art, like what I photographed, and what he necessarily constituted as art. Yet keep in mind, this was a guy who told me he hated going to museums, and he was a guy who obviously knew nothing about psychology, love, or art. And I say he knew nothing about love despite the fact of him getting out of a divorce and having been married a lot longer than me and having kids and all this. The reason I say he knows he knows nothing about love is that he knew nothing about the fact that love is basically about acceptance. That you don't want to deal with your carbon copy. That's not the purpose of love. It's also not the purpose of love to only be around somebody when things are peachy and exciting and brilliant and everything's going wonderfully. I feel the real test of love is whether somebody's there for you when they you are in the worst period of your life. When everything's turned to crap and you are down in the dumps and you are just not a pleasant person to deal with. Are they still going to be there for you? I feel like that's the true test of friendship and that's the true test of love. Is will somebody be there for you in those moments? And it's funny, I also read about the shooting that happened in Nashville with the trans shooter. And some of my friends had commented and I find it very interesting that we have this at the backdrop of people who basically have these guns or these yeah, basically these t-shirts or something with guns on them that say trans rights or else and where people are like, oh yes, we should have rights. So it's like, okay, first off, if you think that you can lecture adults and you can command adults to do anything, you really don't belong in adult society because you are thinking like a little child. You are not thinking like an adult. You cannot bully adults. You cannot lecture adults into things. And the more you try to do that stuff, and certainly if you try to do it down the barrel of a gun, they're not going to be sincere about it. That's just instilling fear. That's just trying to bully. That's just trying to command shit. And you may end up running into a child or an adult and probably you're going to find a lot of people who are obstinate pricks like me. And I would say many attorneys are definitely obstinate pricks because we were probably the type of people growing up of like, okay, we don't deal with arbitrary authority. 
We're not gonna deal with arbitrary bullshit. You need to actually tell us why something should happen. You need to give us an argument. You need to give us actual reasoning. You don't use, because I said so, or because, oh, the law says this, or oh, because I've pointed a gun at you, or I'm gonna beat you up. So yeah, do you wanna know what that makes you? That makes you a bully, that makes you a murderer. And I'm thinking if some of these people in the trans community were smart, these so-called activists, if you will, they would be distancing themselves from the shooter. They would be condemning some of these people. They'd be saying, no, we're not about shooting people. This was wrong. This was disgusting. You don't murder little children. That's not acceptable. And already you have people in the Christian community and you have a lot of people in general who have the notions of trans people having mental Ill illness issues, that they are dangerous, that they are violent. It's like, gee, do you really want to dig into the worst narrative of yourself by saying, oh yeah, that's okay that this shooter did that? Any sane person would not want to do that. That's about as bad as, you know, that's about as bad as cheering on the rioting in 2020. Like I even said it before to people I knew, I may have even said it somewhere in these podcasts, but I know I said that if the black community really wanted people to care about that and you really want people to believe that black lives matter, you can't go around destroying other people's property. You can't do that by force. You can't be throwing other black people out of work and attacking black entrepreneurs and attacking other people in general and basically making their community shitty. It doesn't work. It doesn't prove anything. All it says is that I am indeed the very worst stereotype and the very worst things that you think about my community, that is exactly who I am. And by the way, Mr. Bigot, you were dead on right. So that's kind of the same thing over here that I'm seeing is, yeah, if you're not condemning that stuff and you're part of that group, you're just telling everybody, yes, I am the exact worst of that community. And I totally agree with that. And yeah, that's who I am, so no. Why should I have any rights? Why should you trust me? Why should you see me as somebody who is sane and law-abiding and somebody who actually does give a shit about anybody else's humanity? Because as I said last week, talking about anti-discrimination matters, if you start convincing us, you know, if you start taking other people's humanity and you basically say that they don't have a right to existence, we're gonna look at you and we're gonna ask, okay, why do you have humanity? Why should we give a shit about your rights when you're squashing down somebody else? And I got news for you, regardless of what the community is, that applies to everyone. So I don't care if it's something of, oh, we don't like the Christian community. Oh, we don't like white males. Well, guess what? When you start taking away somebody else's humanity, people are going to look at you and say, okay, why do you deserve humanity? Exactly what gives you special rights? And don't pull that bully nonsense or threatening people with violence and all that shit. That's not gonna motivate anybody who is sane, rational, law-abiding, you know, civilized. Because yeah, you could have the rule of the strongest survives and you can have that stuff, but really that's not society, that's just violence, that's just anarchy. That's basically no better than being a wild animal. That's how wild animals govern themselves, you know? That's not what human beings do. At least not human beings who don't wish to act like toddlers or act like wild animals. So I was making this point to a couple of people and one person was like, oh, so you're saying it's okay to not have rights, yes or no? And it's like, okay, so you've completely not bothered to listen to my point. And I've asked this guy, so I asked this guy who made this comment, I said, oh, so you basically think that it's okay to demand shit from people by threatening them with a gun? Or you think it's okay to commit violence against other groups and basically live down to the absolute worst stereotypes of yourself? 
I think that's a really bad idea, and if you've not even read that, it's like, yeah, that's two con contradictory things right here, and I'm surprised that some of these celebrities, some of these people condemning, you know, talking about the whole shooting, nobody's bothered to say anything about, hey, we in the trans community, we're not like this person. We condemn this shit. This is not cool. But we are okay with trying to grab guns like that's going to solve anything. I personally am a believer of gun rights, and I have actually spoken about that in prior podcasts. You know, you can check out that episode where I discuss that and about actually having gone and getting gun training and how that shit works. So I'm not really going to get into that here, but basically, yeah, you don't get to go and disarm people and then have a, have a citizenry and have a police department that doesn't do a damn thing about tips. And frankly, I have a real problem with any aspect of society and basically people who want to take away other people's rights to self-sufficiency, to defend themselves and that kind of thing. And I found it interesting that somebody had said that now there's some uprising of allowing trans people to have weapons, but nobody else. I'm like, no, I agree with you on the 50% part of that. Of yes, trans people, if they are competent and they go and take the training and do all that, they should be allowed to protect themselves too. Some of them have to deal with a lot of hassle, probably do have to worry about violence, and I think that would be a good deterrent against people who might harm them. For that matter, I think gay people should get to do that too. How about anybody else who's part of a so-called victimized group be allowed to go and take training and go have a weapon to protect themselves? Because then it might make a criminal think twice. Might make some of these people who are so bigoted they have to engage in violence, they might think twice about that. That's a smart move. I applaud it. But I think that needs to apply to everybody, not just the trans community. You know, there are plenty of minorities who've had to deal with that too. If we're going to start saying, let's arm people, how about we arm some Jewish people considering there have been anti-Semitic attacks? How about we arm all the Asian people? They've had to deal with their fair share of shit too. Let's arm natural redheads. There's been bullying incidents going on in the UK, other countries, where people have gotten attacked. I mean, there's that whole kick a ginger day. You know, let's give that to women. Women have to worry about getting raped and getting attacked and dealing with guys who are average to ugly who think they are entitled to attractive women. So how about attractive women for that matter? And women who are not capable of kicking somebody's ass based on physicality, they should probably be allowed to have a weapon too so they at least have a half a, half a chance against a criminal. But I've also been dealing with kind of the whole hurry up and wait thing lately, particularly in job stuff, which is just annoying as hell. And I think one thing people have to realize, and I think a lot of people don't, especially employers, is that part of showing respect for someone also means that you pay them a fair wage. And in fact, I've been so happy to see so many articles and so many people push back on that and be like, no, we're not going to tolerate disrespect. We're not going to tolerate you underpaying us, and we're not going to tolerate crap treatment. I've seen differing articles on that and I'm like, yes, bravo to you. I'm glad you realize that putting in your blood, sweat, and tears for peanuts is not going to eventually lead to advancement or get you a partnership. Nah, that's called you're going to be exploited and you're going to get nothing for that and you will be the first person on the chopping block when layoffs come around. Nobody's going to give a shit how you treated anybody. Nobody's going to reward that behavior. They're just going to be like, oh yeah, I've got a chump here and they have internal motivation so now I can just go and screw them. So I say bravo to them. That's like they didn't have to be a partner in a company. They didn't have to go through, I don't know, I went through some experiences and it kind of felt that way, but definitely after working as a partner in a company and kind of doing stuff myself, I definitely have been at a point of no, I'm not going to put up with that shit. 
it's kind of made me realize, yeah, I'm not at a stage in my life where I could be a law firm associate. I pretty much would have to be enough counsel or an appearance person or somebody who's otherwise an independent contractor. Maybe do like business development or something like that. Like the person who's getting you all the referrals. I think that's something I would like to do. If somebody had a bunch of referrals that were consistent and paid a lot of money and it's like I could just pass that along to people, I'd be totally happy with a business like that. That would delight me. Like basically I'm matchmaking you and I'm connecting you to things. That'd be so cool. It's like, wow, I'm dealing with all these modeling picks and places I've been and things like that. So now it's at 65%. And when I started this, it was like maybe less than 10. I don't know. But I've been like, okay, I have needed to do a podcast episode. It is time to get that done. So I still have my list of topics of things. And there were so many things that I noticed and I hadn't thought about. And I was like, wow, I haven't thought about that issue in a long time. And I really need to deal with it. Like another example of how you can't force adults to do things is parents who try to use money to bully their kids into things. Like I read a story where people were actually trying, some people are actually trying to, trying to defend this parent who had said, oh, if you don't pick the major I want you to pick, well, I'm not paying for it. But yet paid for the other brother's education and basically had attitude about what this other kid wanted to do. And I'm like, well, that kid is the one who's going to the classes. They're the ones who are doing it, not you, dad. You're not the ones, the one who's going to the classes. You're not the one who's having to do the schoolwork. So they're the one who has to deal with it. I think you need to let them decide. They want to go to a particular campus. They're the ones going to that campus, not you, dad. So maybe let them decide. And other people had made a point of, you know what? That's how you're going to poison relations with your kids. If you start using that kind of thing of, oh, if you don't do what I want, well, I won't pay for this. People use that to manipulate their significant, or rather to manipulate their offspring into who they're going to date, who they marry, who they have kids with. I mean, let's take this a little further, you know. Imagine somebody's a racist and they say, okay, so I'm not going to pay for the wedding or be supportive of your mixed race relationship. Or I'm not going to be happy with you dating this member of a minority group or somebody who's outside my religious faith. How do you think that's going to go with a child who's an adult? I think they will probably tell you exactly where to shove your money and tell you that guess what you're never seeing any grandbabies so you better leave us the hell alone we're never talking to you and I would like to hope a lot of people have enough guts and that they would have the courage of their convictions to say you know what F your millions F your will I'm not gonna be dictated to in that way I know if my parents had acted that way I totally would have told them that I would have been like yeah you're not gonna tell me where to go to school don't tell me where to major don't tell me who to go out with. That would not have worked. Don't tell me, oh yeah, you've got to have kids or we're not going to give you anything. It's like, yeah, it's my life, not yours. Are you going to be raising that child? Are you going to be dating that person? Are you going to be having a sexual relationship with them? No, that's none of your business. Shut up. And don't be putting money on that on people because it's like they're not your little puppets. Even cats. I mean, basically you try to control an adult. It's kind of like trying to control a cat. I definitely feel like in terms of my personality, I'm very much like a cat. And any of you who have cats know that you are not going to get a cat to do something it doesn't want to do. Cats operate on their system. They operate on their terms and it's on their time if they're going to do something. If they don't want to do it, then you know, you're not getting them to do it. You can try to stick them in that cage, but they're going to immediately pop out. You're not going to force them to purr. You're not going to force them to be nice to you. It's just not going to happen. Like you could go talking my talk with my kitty cats as a matter of fact. It's like, yes, 
I don't want my kitty cats to hop on the kitchen counter. I don't want my kitty cats to mess with their food bowls and mess with the water fountain. But you know what? They do that anyway. I can ask them not to do it. I could say, hey, mommy doesn't want to have a nervous breakdown. You know what? They're going to push harder. They're going to be like, yes. Let's see what it would be like if mommy has a nervous breakdown. That might be fun for us. We can amuse ourselves at mommy's expense. That's what cats are thinking. So it's like, yeah, they pretty much, I think pretty much the whole kitty countenance to telling them to do something. Yeah, cats are kind of like, yeah, whatever, human. They're like, yeah, go pound sands. We don't care. Not dealing with it. So, that's one of the reasons I like cats. And there's apparently a lot of people who like cats, and there are some people who don't. And a lot of the people who like cats say the people who don't like cats because they hate the cat's independent spirit of basically like, oh, you just want to control them. And you're a control freak, and that's why you don't like cats. And I think having cats is probably a little easier for me, and it's kind of been better because at least cats are transparent about their feelings. Cats are honest about their emotions. Cats don't jerk you around. They either like you or they hate you and they let you know about it. In fact, my ex's cat, Stormy, let my ex-husband know pretty quickly about things he didn't like. Because I remember one time, yeah, probably a couple of times actually, my ex would, my ex would find poop in his shoes. Guess who pooped in his shoe? His cat. And his cat would usually do this if my ex did something he didn't like. So next thing you know, my cat has pooped in my ex's shoe. That cat never pooped in any of my shoes. In fact, when my ex was moving him to my old apartment in Connecticut back when I was in law school from his parents' house in Long Island, he puts the cat in a cat carrier and the cat hated being in this cat carrier. So unlike other cats who like meow and they might pee in the carrier and they're just kind of sitting in their pee and they're upset, this cat takes it a bit further. So what he does is his pee, he pees in the carrier and then he flicks the pee at my ex-husband as he's driving. So this is like maybe about an hour and a half drive one way. Yeah, maybe an hour and a half, something like two hours. I'm not exactly sure. But I know it's well over an hour's time. So it takes a little drive to go from Long Island to that part of Connecticut. So my ex is over here dealing with cat urine being flicked on him as he's driving with a car full of stuff, you know, full of his belongings. So unfortunately, when the cat first got to my apartment, we had to immediately put him in, a, in the bathtub, another place he did not like being. But fortunately, I've bathed many cats in my time. We had two people, so we could sufficiently do it as a two-person job. And I'm not sure if I had soap for the cat or if my ex had some bath soap for this cat, but we did wash the urine off the cat so he wouldn't stink. Because I was like, can't have him covered in kitty cat urine as he's going around this apartment. So... Fortunately, when you when I have pet cats, it's like, okay, you have to be calm to them. You have to be soothing to them. They're going to be unhappy about this. So fortunately, I did it right when apparently my ex had told me about the girlfriend who was around when he got stormy and how she yelled at him for meowing while being bathed. And apparently what stormy, this cat does, is he decides to claw her arm up, like claws up her arm very viciously. And I said, good boy. I said, good boy for doing that. He never clawed up my arms, by the way. Never pooped in my shoes. So yeah, that should tell you something about what this cat thought of me. And I do hope he's making my ex-husband's life a living hell, to be quite honest. Even though now that I've gotten my own apartment, it's like, okay, I'm less... I don't know, it's like more time has passed, so I'm a little less upset about it. But I still hope that he and our other cat made his life a living hell. That would really gratify me. 
Unfortunately, I have my adorable kitty cats and they don't make my life a living hell. They make my life wonderful. So that's kind of where I'm at. And actually now my file is at 95%. So let's see if it will actually transfer all my modeling pics. One can hope.